Hi everyone, my name is Steve Tudor and welcome to the Premier League Preview Show. It's a show that's happy to report there are 78 whole days until the next bout of internationals. On today's pod we're bracing ourselves for a fixture that has produced more drama in recent years than all the 11 seasons of The Sopranos and The Wire put together. It's City v Liverpool, it's the big one. We'll also be going around the grounds, wel- welcoming back club football like Luke Shaw taking delivery of a chippy tea. To discuss all this and more, I'm joined as ever by my top flight cohort, Tom Young. Hey Tom, you there? You well? I'm here and I'm well and I'm excited for the return yes. of domestic football. Yes. Because I, I, how many times have I said on this podcast and just I just, unless it's a World Cup, I'm such a glory hunter when it comes to international football. I did not watch a minute of England over the two games <laughs> that they played. Literally not a minute and... To be honest, I can't even remember. I know they won both the games. Oh, I tell a lie, actually. I saw about 20 minutes of the Ukraine game. That, that's how little I, how little attention I paid. I was actually in work at the, at the BBC watching the game whilst we were waiting for, <laughs> uh, for the show to start. And I completely forgot that I'd even watched the game. So that shows how little attention I pay to <laughs> just to international football. So get City back, get um, get Pep's boys back fighting on all fronts. And, uh, and I'm a happy man. Well, bang goes off. Last segment of today's pod, then. <laughs> you know what? Fun, funnily enough, I actually I, I read I read through this before, and I actually did watch one of the games that you put in. I didn't see I didn't see the other one, but I did see the Scotland game. So when we do come to talk about that, oh, right, I've, got, okay. I've got a little bit that I can offer on that front. So we'll I've got something I've got something in me back. Yeah, back I, I didn't see a single <laughs> second of England Ukraine. I watched the entirety of. Um, uh, Italy, uh, England, but um, yeah, so there's two games there. We've got two games between us, and I well, obviously, I saw Wales as well. I didn't see Wales v Latvia though because of work, but we'll get to that and we'll be quick about it as well because sod international football, proper football <laughs> is back and it's back with a bang as well. I mean, City v Liverpool, I mean, in recent years, this is the marquee fixture. Um, I guess this season it's going to be Arsenal City, but. It's still a huge one, of course. No Foden, no Haaland. Haaland hasn't trained today. Um, so unless, you know, maybe he puts in 20 minutes tomorrow and comes off a bench, but very likely it looks like no Haaland uh, for Saturday. How big a concern for you are these absences? I mean, Foden has been looking great recently. Haaland, was it 42% of our goals this season? With no Haaland, no Foden, how concerned are you with these absences? Um, yeah, it, obviously, I'd, I'd sooner have the the pair of them available. Foden obviously has a tremendous record against Liverpool, particularly at the Etihad. He always seems to turn up yes. against Liverpool. Yeah. Um, Haaland, bit of a um, a right to wrong, I suppose. He, he, I think, was it was it the game at Anfield where it was the first time he didn't have a goal contribution for City, like right at the start of the season when they beat us one 0 So, um, but then obviously scored against them at the Etihad in the Carabao Cup. Um, what came into sort of the international break on incredible form um, scoring I can't remember how many scored in that week was it seven was it, was it eight it was eight goals. it was eight yeah. Um, and yeah obviously I'd sooner the pair of them are probably our two form forwards in the squad at the minute um, and they, they will both be be a huge miss Um 
and yeah, like like you said as well, it's I mean at the start of the season I remember marking this down as oh it's the first game back after the international break. There's ten games to go in the season, whatever it may be. That's a really big one. That's a potential title decider at the Etihad. I remember looking and seeing we had Anfield away and then we had them at the Etihad afterwards, which is always the way you prefer it to be. Mm. And I thought this would be the game that, that could essentially put City right on the way to, to a third title. Yet it's a game that City have to win, but a game that Liverpool have to win for other reasons. Liverpool need a win to restart their top four quest as well. So, yeah, Haaland and Foden, huge, huge misses. Um, I mean, I'm I'm assuming Haaland maybe might, if we're really lucky, find a way onto the bench. Has he been officially ruled out? Guardiola's conferences until tomorrow, but I know he's not trained mm. until now. So, yeah. it'd be highly surprised if they risked him. We're fortunate to have... A Julian Alvarez ready and ready and waiting to come on. Obviously, he he comes into this on the back of a couple of goals against Burnley as well. And it's not like we're we're um, we're losing we're losing out on a striker altogether. We've still got a World Cup winning back up to call upon. So it's it's not Haaland, but it's a player who obviously knows the system, has kind of found his feet, or has certainly found his feet, and has, has found his feet a little bit more in the last couple of weeks. So yeah, we've got we've got more than adequate. Uh, backups to call upon, but you'd sooner have Haaland and Foden available to you. Oh, absolutely. And, and as for Liverpool, it's kind of like good and bad news for them, I, I guess. They've, they've got Darwin Nunes very likely to play now, whereas at one point it looked distinctly 50 50. They've got um, Cody Gakpo is okay after his kind of about a few poisoning on international duty due to a dodgy chicken curry, I believe. Um, and they've got Luis Diaz coming back, but when you go through them, so Gakpo hasn't trained for 10 days or so. Yeah, I mean, I, I guess he has trained today, but, you know, still, um, it was a real bad kind of, you know, food poisoning. Um, Nunes, they've been ultra careful with him, and he stayed behind from international duty, so he's been at Melwood, but not fit, you know. Uh, and then you've got Luis Diaz, who hasn't played since October. So they've got, obviously with Salah as well, they've got their front four, um, apart from Jota, they've got their front four all, all good to go. But are they good to go? You know, this game could yeah. be frenetic. It could be 100 miles an hour. If they're all kind of semi-fit, um, and as you were saying there about Harlan and taking a chance on him, Klopp has to take a chance on at least at least one of these, and very possibly two, although he does like to play Firmino against City as well on occasion. Um, so let's see how that pans out, particularly how they're going to set up as well. They're going to look, I think, to have... Um, Nunes on the left and, and Salah on the right really hugging those touchlines looking to break kind of looking to counter from out from wide positions um, have, they, have they got that burst of energy have they got that fitness we know that Salah has but Nunes let's wait and see um, I've been kind of writing about this all week this game and my theory is that it could be a very slow start or a very cagey start because it always is after the international break. Players are at the Premier League groove. Um, in recent years, yes, I know you had that crazy, brilliant League Cup kind of game uh, earlier this season. But typically these days, I think Klopp and Guardiola have both been burnt in this fixture too many times. And they do tend to just keep something back now. Um, and then we've got the fact that it's a 12.30 kickoff, which always seems to produce hardly any goals. The last 10, if you take Arsenal v Villa out of the equation, the last 10 have produced 1.5 goals per game. My theory is this could be a bit of a disappointment, a bit of a, 
cagey chess-like game. Would you go along with that, or are you anticipating all guns blazing? Um, honestly, I'm. I'm. It's really, it's really boring, but I'm really on the fence because I just don't know. Because them, them half twelve kickoffs are just never, never any fun. No. They, I, I, I think what's our last? We had Newcastle, didn't we? We won two 0 We had United where we got Brentford. beat, obviously two one at Old Trafford. Brentford game we lost as well. It's, it's just difficult. They are difficult. Um, the the difficult fixtures to call. But you look at kind of the history, particularly at the Etihad between Liverpool and City in the last few years, and. I think back to last season, the two all, which was just end to end, just a brilliant game of football. And I think from memory, that may have been an early kickoff as well. I'm not sure if it was a Saturday half twelve or probably a Sunday. I'd imagine it would have been. Um, but that was that was a fantastic game. But just when, like you say, when you factor in the fact that all of the sort of those um, dynamic sort of all guns blazing forwards, uh, the fact we've got no Haaland, we've got no Foden. Um, means you're likely to see probably Mares and Grealish out on the flanks, and they're they're not your sort of impact pace driven forwards. They're kind of they're gonna collect out wide and look to get inside. And you look at like you say, it depends on the fitness of of Nunes, who we know can is absolutely rapid when he's on it. Um, but you look at like you say, Gakpo Diaz is coming back from from fitness issue, from a long term injury, sorry, and we food poisoning is never any fun. So how how fit Gakpo is remains to be seen. But mm. yeah, it's I'd like to think it's going to be an exciting end to end loads going on. To be honest, I'd like to think City are just going to batter him because on paper we should do. But I just I, I I'm going to have to side with you and and assume that it's more likely to be more of a, a cagey affair that may sort of get a little bit more entertaining as a sec- uh, into the second half and as the game draws on but um yeah I'm not I'm I, I wouldn't say I'm expecting loads of goals this weekend most Salah has scored in all three of Liverpool's games against City this season uh, in, the, in the league in the community shield and the league cup um as stated uh, before they've got some players coming back who may not be 100% so, you can see him having a big game. He, he has got a good record against City, um, which kind of says to me that it could be a good game, a big game, I should say, for Nathan Ake. Would you go along with that? Yeah, Nathan Ake is absolutely fantastic, and I think the I don't think I excuse me. Everyone's talked a lot about about Grealish this year and how much he's grown into City's side and how much of a difference we've seen in the confidence and in his sort of end product and his what he's given to the team comparatively to last season, which, though I don't think it was as bad as it was made out to be, was underwhelming given his price tag, given what was expected of him. Um, He inherited the number 10 shirt, obviously. However, Nathan Ake going from being a player that, yeah, we'd rather not have lost to Chelsea in the summer, but I don't think there would have been a a huge amount of City fans who who would have lost sleep if he had gone, Mm. if we could have recovered kind of the bulk of the 40-odd million pound we spent on him. I think we'd have been been happy with the thought, you know, well, we've got we've got Diaz, we've got Stones, we've got Laporte, Akanji obviously came in as well. We, we'd have made do without him, but his his importance to this team, he is now one of them, one of the first names on the team sheet. The fact that Pep was happy to, to let Cancelo leave, the best left-back in the world last year, albeit largely due to issues with his attitude, it, it seems, but, but even still, it's, well, we can let him go because we've got Ake playing at left-back and I don't think many City fans would have expected that Ake would have forced Cancelo out of the team this year, but he's just been absolutely fantastic. And the confidence I have when I see a team that can, that 
includes Ake as opposed to a team that doesn't is yeah. it's it's chalk and cheese completely contrasting so yeah it's um, he's he's been fantastic and and yeah obviously had a had a good international break scored two kept a clean sheet um yeah f- fantastic player and and if he's on form i uh, i back him to keep Salah quiet and it, he's rarely been off form this season so i'm expecting another big performance from Ake this uh, this weekend where do you think elsewhere the game will be won or lost i mean a, a big one for me would be Kevin De Bruyne, Fabinho, and Fabinho has been kind of piss poor all season. So yeah. I'd back De Bruyne over anyone anyway. But in this particular instance, I, I fancy if if De Bruyne's on it, you've got to fancy City to win, haven't you? Yeah, a hundred percent. And again, another player who's coming in had a kind of a rough patch in for, for his for his sort of ridiculously high standards prior yeah. to the international break he's he's gone and I think he got two assists in the first 10 minutes the other night and he's apparently again I've not seen any of Belgium but apparently he looked bang at it and yeah he's a big game player we've seen at the Etihad against Liverpool on a number of occasions De Bruyne stepped up and yeah Fabinho has been has been way off it I've seen Liverpool fans calling for Fabinho to be to be hooked in the summer and and yeah if, if De Bruyne turns up like the De Bruyne we know we've got in our squad what we know De Bruyne's capable of he could be the difference. Um, I, I think another really interesting battle is is Van Dijk against uh, against Alvarez because hmm. uh, Van Dijk again has been poor by his standards this year, really poor by his standards, and the low center of gravity sort of the uh, Van Dijk will have been preparing one eye on this fixture uh, with sorry one eye on this fixture, looking at at Haaland and thinking of that physical battle like they had at yeah, um, yeah. at Anfield, which Van Dijk fair. Granted, got the better of, had a very good game, and I, th- I think Van Dyke prefers those battles. I think Van Dyke prefers to go shoulder to shoulder with someone as opposed to what Alvarez offers, which is that Aguero, Tevez like sort of little bit, strong yeah, yeah. kind of low center of gravity can move quick, and and Van Dyke's lost a yard of pace. So that ba- that battle's interesting. Um, obviously, Salarake is interesting, and then and then you look at like you've already said there, De Bruyne and Fabinho. If De Bruyne can turn up like we know he can, I think he could be the difference on Saturday. Yeah, I think Alvarez Van Dijk, the interesting thing there, and I completely agree. It's going to one of the big matchups of this weekend. Um, I think the movement of Alvarez, and if he can just kind of move Van Dijk around, then it comes down to space for others. So. I wouldn't remotely be surprised if some big, big chances fell to Mares and Grealish this Saturday. And a lot of it might well be because Alvarez has kind of made a run. You know, Van Dijk's gone with him and created room. Um, that's, that's where, so I, you know, I think off the ball is just as important as on the ball for, for that battle. Um, yeah. But yeah, we'll wait and see on that one. Um, Liverpool have got a poor away record this season. Uh, we last won at the Etihad in the league way back in 2015. I only say that because Kind of surprised me, really. It's coming off for eight years now. Uh, I know we won in the Champions League. Um, you can't really count that one. I mean, we were throwing the kitchen sink at them in the second leg. Yeah. So, um, so let's just get down to it then. Kind of score prediction. Do you fancy City for this? Thanks for listening to the first 15 minutes of the show. To listen to the full podcast and all our contents, including reviews, previews, analysis, quizzes and much more, Go to 9320.com to sign up now or simply click the link in the description. So what are you waiting for? Go to 9320.com now for the best, most passionate, impartial coverage of Manchester City and beyond.